We all know that one woman or man at a sporting event, the one that is screaming at the top of their lungs to the players, the the coaches, the opponents, the officials, when no one can hear them on the field. This individual may be excited that their team is winning, or they could be extremely mad at the world because the ref blew a call that they claim anyone and their mother could see. And if you can't picture someone like this in your mind, well, you might be that person. Fandom in sports is one of the most intriguing and, at times, most crazy things in the world today. Grown men taking their shirts off, painting their bodies, and standing out in the freezing cold in Buffalo, New York. Shout out Bill's Mafia. Fans storming the field after beating a rival they haven't beaten in decades. Shout out Tennessee Volunteers. And taking a goalpost and flinging it over the side of their stadium. But throughout the entire world, you can go anywhere and have a conversation with someone about a star player or a team. So that's why today we want to dive into what it means to be a Christian fan. Now, I know this isn't specifically about athletes, but I can't think of an athlete that isn't a fan of at least one team or one player. So today we're going to be asking, what does the Bible say about fandom, if anything? What do people in the Christian setting think of sports? What do sports fans think about Christians? Stick around and find out because there are some crazy topics and it's going to be a really, really good conversation today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Competing for Christ podcast, where we strive to spread the gospel through relevant topics, sports, and lessons learned in sports. I'm your host, Ken Burke, and today I wanted to focus on fans instead of the athletes that we usually talk about. Now, like I said previously, before you tune out today, because we aren't talking about how you can be the best Christian athlete, which I never implied this podcast did that. This topic of fandom should interest you just as much as athletics and how you should act as an athlete. If you're an athlete or someone that likes watching sports, you probably consider yourself a fan, even if you only cheer for one player like Cristiano Ronaldo, Tom Brady, or LeBron James, and I'm not going to call you a bandwagon, um, but even if you like one player, you're still going to associate yourself with the team they play for by wearing their logo, logo and their colors. While we go to games and practices just to watch as an entertainment, there's a lot to unpack within the world of sports admiration, especially from a Christian perspective. And we should be asking ourselves, what does God think about the fans that show up at these sporting events? Now, before we go any further today, let me first start off by saying that I fail so many times when it comes to this subject. I can't tell you how many times I've watched the Florida Gators or the Jacksonville Jaguars and I've just gotten so frustrated because Blake Bortles can't hit water if he fell out of a boat. See, I just I just <laughs> I just failed again. But you know, we have Trevor Lawrence, so it's kind of it's kind of looking up there. Uh, anyways, my point is that I'm not perfect. I never claim to be. But this is what I found on this subject and this is what this podcast is going to be on. Jesus is the only one ever that has walked this earth that is perfect and if he were alive today he would be a christian fan whatever that may look like 
So in order for myself or any of you listening to get better at watching sports and be more patient with the teams that we love, we have to talk about it. So that's what we're going to do today. So as we get into it, we first need to lay out the scenarios in which we find fans, classify what a fan truly is, lay out the bad and the good of being a fan, and then we can talk about how we can be Christian fans in this fallen world that we live in, this fallen sports world that we live in, all while being extra careful throughout this conversation to tie it back into our faith, because this episode is about how to be a Christian fan, not just a regular fan. You, we want to strive to be the best that we can be for Christ, even cheering on our favorite sports teams. So as defined by Wikipedia, our favorite reliable website, a fan or fanatic, sometimes also termed uh, an aficionado or enthusiast, is a person who exhibits strong interest or admiration for something or somebody, such as a celebrity, a sport, a sports team, a genre, a politician, book, movie, video game, or an entertainer. So let me emphasize one thing for myself and for you listening. A fan is someone who shows strong interest or admiration. This does not mean that you bleed the colors of your favorite team or that the team itself is paying you to cheer on that team. So I think that we need to have that healthy balance of remembering that we, we may, we're fans, but even in the definition, it says interest and admiration. That isn't an identity. That isn't who we are. As a Christian in, fa- in fandom, we should be Christ's. While you may really like the entertainment and the community that comes with sports and fandom, I think it's clear where the line has to be drawn, drawn for Christians in sport. But that line seems to be blurred more and more these days, even at the younger levels, which is, it's so sad to see. I mean, you see parents getting in fights all the time, and it's just, it's just very, very sad. I mean, think about it. Go to a youth game, a high school game, and a professional game. Nowadays, you see more people and, need I add, parents get in arguments, bickerings, and literally physical fights because little Johnny got the ball kicked through his legs, and now he's crying because the other team scored. Parents will go above and beyond nowadays to do whatever it takes to get their child a scholarship when they're 11 years old. But I'm, I'm getting off track. If you want more information, information about parenting in youth athletics, we have episodes. I literally wrote a 30-page paper on this subject in my senior year of college. So just let me know if you want to read that. <laughs> Back to the point, though, fans, yes, that's what we're talking about today. (laughs) So we find fans wherever there are sports, and yet, why can't we differentiate the difference between the Christians in the crowd compared to the non-Christian fans? Romans 12 makes it clear that we cannot allow ourselves to conform to this world. It says that we should be transformed by the renewing of our minds, and I'm here to argue That includes cheering on the New York Yankees. Talk about a fan base. No, but all in in all actuality, all seriousness, we cannot be conformed to this world, especially as a fan in sports. Because there are so many twisted, so many sad things you see in sports fans nowadays that are just, 
it's a byproduct of this world. But we'll we'll touch on that in a little bit. But now I wanted to lay out both the good and the bad side of fandom. I think I already laid out a little bit of the bad side, but let's just keep going. In fact, Bleach Report made an entire article on the 21, yeah, I'm sad to say 21 ways sports fans can be terrible. That's literally the title of the article, 21 ways sports fans can be terrible. But I'm not going to talk about each one, but I do want to name just a couple that I think are so prevalent in today's society. And for us, should be a red flag, stop sign, whatever you got to do to pull away from these acts and these gestures and these terrible things that go on within sports fandom. I mean, here's just a couple of them. Lack of boundaries, excessive rage over things that don't really matter, whining, entitlement, racism, death threats. At this point, this it sounds like some fans should be locked up instead of being allowed to go to a sporting event in public. I mean, it, it's so hard to see and it's so hard to talk about. As people that love sports and are Christ followers, there's no excuse for these things. I'm definitely not saying that everyone is guilty of any of these things. And please don't, don't, don't get my words twisted because I'm not. What I am saying, though, is that the world is. The world is guilty of so many wrong, deceitful, and hateful things. It's no wonder it's made its way into sports. Sports, I think somebody said this on a recent episode, sports is a byproduct of society. The problems that would go on within society are problems that go on within sports. I mean, in America, you see racism. You see all of these police brutality, and it's bleeding over to sports. And a lot of athletes are starting to talk about it because it's so, it's around them constantly. But as a Christian fan, you have to ask yourself, are you going to not say anything and go along with the crowd? Because that's not what Jesus calls us to do. But on the bad side of everything, there's a good side. So I do want to lay that out there. Sports fans are no exception to that. So where, where do I even begin for the good? Because there's so many good things. You can say so many good things about fans and just coming together for the team that they love and the players that they cherish. And I'll just list a couple. The Boston community coming together after the Boston Marathon bombing at a Red Sox game to grieve together, to cheer together, and appreciate the city of Boston through a baseball game. The Olympics, the World Cup, and the Little League World Series, and more, bringing entire nations together for one common goal, no matter, no matter the political status, governmental structure, or anything like that in that country, those things bring so many broken societies together through sports. This one obviously is still going on. When COVID-19 was ravaging, ravaging the world, sports brought people together, albeit with a, with a mask on. And if you're listening to this, I'm not getting into that topic, so don't even worry about it. <laughs> but they brought people together to watch and just admire the athletes that competed at the highest level. Although it may have been because of money, I realized that it, it was still really cool to see through the suffering and hardships that COVID brought, we could rally together and watch the sports that we loved in a, in a different way, albeit. But it was still really... When sports finally came back that fall after March 2020, 
that was like a it was a breath of fresh air after a a long stretch, a long couple of months of just trials and hardships through a lot of people passing away and a lot of sicknesses going on. And finally, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention one of the most recent circumstances of this, the Damar Hamlin incident. The world literally held its breath as we tuned into Monday Night Football and saw a frightening, traumatizing scene uh, of a man that was saved from death literally on a football field. Like, that was so crazy. In that instant, it didn't matter who you were a fan of. Fan of. It didn't matter. It didn't even matter if you were a fan of sports, period. Everyone was praying and thinking of Damar, and it brought fans and people together for one common purpose, and that was to send prayers and best wishes to Damar Hamlin and get him the medical attention that he needed. Oh, and by the way, in case you didn't see this in the news, before he received that injury, he was leading a GoFundMe fundraiser going for a toy drive. He wanted to hit uh, around $25,000, but after he got hurt, fans from all around the world, all around the sports world, all around the world, period, rallied together, and that fundraiser has raised over $9 million for a local toy drive. Talk about, I mean, that, that's just so amazing to see fans coming together for a common purpose. It didn't matter who they were cheering for at that time. There's so many good things about sports fandom that they don't get talked about enough, uh, talked about enough, and I know I didn't I didn't lead off with the good, I led off with the bad. And yes, there are things and a lot of things that need to be changed about sports and sports fans. But come on, there are so many things that sports bring out in people that in my opinion would never be seen in society without sports. If you tuned into this podcast, you're more like more than likely a fan of sports and more importantly, a follower of Christ or at least interested in Christianity because you clicked on the title. You you tuned in because the title is How to Be a Christian Fan, and you want to know how in the world to do that, especially if if your team stinks because, oh man, it's hard. Well, I can't tell you what to do, so I'm not going to do that. What I will suggest is to bring a Christian mindset to watching sports. And like I said before, I'm not perfect whatsoever, never claim to be, and when it comes to cheering on my favorite teams, I fall short of Christ's calling as his followers a lot of the time. (laughs) What I mean by bringing a Christian mindset to cheering is the same as playing. We're called to be like Christ in whatever we do. And while I always say, bring God onto the field with you, we need to bring God into the stands with us too. Let me say that again. While I always say, bring God onto the field with you, we need to bring God into the stands with us too. We cannot allow ourselves to fall into this trap that just because you brought you bought a ticket to watch a sport means you can act however you want. Sure, I'm passionate, but there's got to be a line. And just because you bought a ticket does not mean you're enti- entitled to act however you want. Kenneth Samples wrote an article on ReasonsToBelieve.com entitled, Three Ways to Be a Gracious Christian Sports Fan. And I wanted to highlight what these three ways were because, gosh, they were they will change your entire mindset when it comes to watching and cheering on your favorite players, your teams, or your favorite clubs. So here's what he said. 
First, I try to recognize that sports fans who root for other teams likely appreciate athletic competition for the same reasons I do. In that way, we share our passion and appreciation for sports. This recognition provides common ground in a sports fandom world ripe with tribalism. Second, I try to respect other people and their sports loyalties. I look to appreciate and compliment the skilled players on the teams who compete with my favorite teams. In talking sports with others, and especially with those who have different fan loyalties, I try to intentionally avoid the sarcasm and ridicule that is much, so much a part of sports smack talk today. Though I'm a lifelong Lakers fan, I find it easy to appreciate the greatness of such Lakers rivals as Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, and Steph Curry. That's a really good piece of advice right there. Third, and the last thing that he said, I try to learn from people who root from other teams what they like and appreciate about sports and the particular teams that they support. While I bleed Dodger blue, I enjoy learning about historical baseball rivals like the San Francisco Giants and the New York Yankees. I'm about to sound like Sadie Robertson, but whoa, that was good. Sorry, I I had to make that joke. Uh, (laughs) Enjoy the games, enjoy your teams, but at the same time, appreciate the other team and their fan base. Once you see it this way, your mindset changes a lot. It changes drastically. I think we can we can sum a lot of it up in in one word, and that's love. We have we have so much love and we have so much passion for these athletes and these franchises. And that is that is so amazing in every way. But at the same time, we must, we must. It's so crucial that we show love to fellow lovers of sport that bear the image of God that we do. Once you start to see someone as the child of God that they are, it changes your mindset completely about them. I mean, that goes for sports fans. It goes for people in traffic. It goes for people in your workplace. It goes just for life. Most fans that you will come in contact with just want to have fun while watching a good game and their favorite team. That's it. So as we do wrap up today, I I truly hope this helps with how you you see others and you see yourself as a fan. Although there's no cookie-cutter way to be a Christian sports fan, we can look to Jesus to be a fan of a sport. We have that perfect example of what it means to be a human. So if you just turn your eyes to Him and focus on His glory, His mercy, and His sacrifice, I think it will help a lot with how you view sports as a whole. All right, well, for all the listeners out there, please share this episode and subscribe to the show. It means more to us than you know. But like we say every single week, if you don't get anything else from this, just remember this. Jesus loves you, and he's going to fight for you no matter what. Talk to you next time.